Artist, the only Doctor Who podcast with two guys who know everything there is to know about Doctor Who. And this week we are talking about Boomtown. I am your host, Mark Turcott, and joining me this week, as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? What's happening, my friend? This this episode uh, title was written for you. That's right. And your intro. Boomtown. Again, this show can see into the future. They knew... Two guys who had never seen the show uh, 14 years after <laughs> this aired uh, yep. would do a podcast and the and the intro would be a boom. Boomtown. Boomtown. What's up, everyone? Thank you here for joining and making us a part of your week and tuning in here. If you're not familiar with the show, we are a Doctor Who podcast by two guys who know literally nothing about Doctor Who. We are jumping mm. in for the first time, so we are watching these episodes through fresh eyes, so we're so glad you could join us here. Uh, quick housekeeping here before we get rolling. Don't forget, you can follow us on the Twitter at Tardis Tardy. You can find that in the show notes. You can follow us on Instagram at Tardy Tardis. Um, podcast <laughs> we're terrible with these links man. yeah i know we, 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 didn't, we didn't keep them uniform so like i know well because we couldn't get them i mean that was a problem but you can find them tardy, in the show notes guys tardy 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 tardis podcast tardy tardis podcast right yeah at, uh are on instagram and yeah. then uh also you can email us at uh the tardy tardis podcast <laughs> at gmail.com Again, find the links in the show notes, just like Samuel Gilbert did. And Samuel said, hey, y'all, just finished the episode. So glad you enjoyed it. Just a few things to remember going forward. Remember the phrase, just this once, everybody lives, especially once you get to the Bad Wolf episodes and beyond, really for the rest of the series. That one phrase will tell you so much about his character and related to that, I was the one who brought up is the Doctor Evil. As things progress and begin speeding up the season, you'll see him come to terms with that question. I really look forward to the rest of the season. Keep it up. Well, Samuel, thank you. Thank you, my friend. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of what he wrote in there, not as not as answered in this, but makes you think about some of the things he said in that email in this episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, the, we said it before, like, everywhere the doctor goes, there's death and stuff like that. So... At one point, that is this. Does everybody live because he's the one killing them? Not that he wants to kill people, right? But he was very happy that nobody died and that everybody lived. So, I I don't know, man. I don't know. This episode, which this week we're talking about Boomtown, which this is the eleventh episode of uh, season one. And let's kind of start where we normally start, Chris, and kind of just give just somewhat overall impressions. And does this episode, so the 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 reign of streak or the streak has been going, does this continue the streak of does the not. best episode ever? It does not. Okay. Very good episode. I agree. Excellent episode. Very good episode. But um, no, this one, uh, I, I usually watch these, uh, I, I watch it two, maybe three times during, in between weeks. Um, and my first viewing is usually a couple of days after we record this. And then I usually will text you and I won't give you any spoilers or anything, right. but I'll say like, great episode, look for this, look for that. And I think the thing I said to you was like, you know, great episode, a lot of dialogue. Yep. And there was, there was a lot more dialogue Tons in this one. Dialogue. Then this was almost like a, a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dialogue movie, uh, dialogue driven episode, but. That's good. It was a little bit of a break. Uh, you know, you got a lot of dialogue, so you got a lot of information. Not a lot of questions answered, and maybe new questions have new questions, arisen. Definitely, yeah. Which, which is this is that's the sign of a good show. They'll maybe give you a little bit of tidbits here to answer something, but come up with something completely new just to add on to, you know, asking like what the hell is going on here. But yep. um, it was cool to get the Slatheen back again. We're getting mm-hmm. recurring characters, which I was going nice. to say, this is our first real big recurring character outside of like Mickey or anybody kind of from, from the personal or, family or really yeah. a villain returning, if you want to say that right. uh, I thought was kind of cool to see. For me, I mean, this episode, I, I agree with everything you just said. I mean, there's a lot of dialogue here, not a ton of action. I mean, every episode, you kind of always have that monster of the week type type feel to them. And this one, sure, that was there. Like there was a situation that they had to take care of. Um, but there was just a lot of downtime in getting the characters themselves. I mean, hell, they go on dates. We get two people go or two groups going on dates. And, you know, when we have the scene where they're going to get blonde at, when she's the mayor, 
Um, that whole scene of the four of them going to the mayor's office is like, you could just tell like they're working as a team. Like it was just a different feel rather than them just kind of stumbling into things. It was like, Nope, you go here, you go here, you go there. Here's the plan. (laughs) Boom. And I mean, we're going to talk about kind of how that all plays out, but it's just, there, it was kind of a different feel to this episode. And and I agree. It wasn't the the best ever. No, but uh, I did like it though. I thought it was definitely a good episode because it definitely um, expanded on some things. Uh, But let's jump in here. So uh, we talk about, um characters coming back and right away we get the previously on and we see the scenes from back to uh you know the spaceship hitting uh, the big ben that whole whole segment of all everything that happened in those episodes we see we see the slithine and mm-hmm. then we get a character we see this scientist uh his name is mr cleaver and he's going to mayor margaret blaine which now that I read the name, knowing her name was Blonde. So that's right. kind of probably why the name is Blaine in there. Uh, we know, of course, that he's talking to um, the, the Slatheen at that point. And we find out that there is something going on. And he's saying, hey, everybody's coming to the same results. What's happening is going to result in the death of millions. And she's like, yep, I've changed my mind. And then the door shuts. You see the flashing lights. The guy says, oh, everything's great. And, of course, we know that he is dead because he the has passed is back love seeing the slithine back and they're great <laughs> <laughs> they, they they have not improved their uh, cgi since episode no. two or three or whatever we want or i think it was three was it three uh no it was like, like four, four five and six or four, four, and, yeah, five, yeah, four yeah. and five four and five yeah yeah yep so uh but yeah so then we get cut back to the tardis and we see actually was that what we cut to mickey right i think at that point mickey gets off a train Mickey gets off a train. Yeah, and, and he's going it, to visit because he gets a call from Rose. As we kind of find out later, he says, basically, like, whatever I have going on in my life, when I get a call from you, I come running. And that's mm. literally what he's doing in the beginning of this episode. I mean, exactly, he's not running, yeah. but he's, he's going to find her. Um, right. And goes to where the TARDIS is, which is parked just in the middle of, I guess, the Roald Dahl Pass. Uh, <laughs> over the Cardiff Rift, we find out. And the interesting bit is, again, a recurring theme from one of the mm-hmm. earlier episodes. This is the riff from the, um, what's his name? Charles, Charles Dickens. Dickens episode. Very cool. Yeah. And Very cool. we learn that it's parked there because there's a slow radiation leak over this Cardiff riff and um, a rift. And the TARDIS is there to suck in the radiation and basically recharge. Like to recharge, which we didn't know that, I don't think, before this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, we didn't know that the TARDIS ran on some sort of battery power, like yeah. you know, like a <laughs> like a DeLorean or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I love too when uh, what was that when they open the door, and uh, what does uh, Mickey say to to Jack? To he Jack calls Harvey's him Jumping Jack Flash. Yeah, Jumping Jack Flash. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like get but, out of my then, way. And and it, well, and first of all, it's cool to see Jack. He has a completely different look about him. Like he's kind of wearing like current clothes. It seems like he got a haircut. I don't know, but like, and and we'll get maybe I'll get to this a little bit later. But um, they've been places that we don't really yeah. know. Yeah, we hear and all these that, stories. Because like, when I first, because he answered the door when Mickey came to the TARDIS, mm-hmm. and I instantly was like, wow, he looks like different for some reason. I think, and it's not just like this. Most of the time, it's usually. Uh, like the next episode pretty much takes off right where the last one ended. Yeah. And we don't know that here. It actually said six months later. That's right. Yeah. At the very beginning. It did. Yeah. So so six months have passed in Earth time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, again, time travel. Who knows how that works? Who knows? Where they've been. But um, yeah, it was. It, you, you could tell he was just, you know, different clothes or whatever. And then Mickey kind of, he, he he does it. He says something to him. What's he say? Uh, Ricky, my boy. J- well, right. he says, oh, no, he calls Jack cheesy. He looks cheesy. And Jack doesn't know if that's oh, yeah, that good yeah. or bad. Depending on the and time then, period. Like, is yeah, that is it good? Yeah, yeah. Is it bad? Like, I don't know. And Mickey's like, that's bad. He goes, I don't know if that means good Does or bad. Does bad mean good then? Or... <laughs> but I love the doctor. Doctor, He continues calling him Ricky. He's like, Ricky, my boy. He's still He's calling like, him Ricky. It's Mickey. Yep. And he wants to say to the doctor, like, oh, you got big ears. And the doctor's like, oh, really? Like, I really have these big ears. I and, just and, love the interaction of those two, man. It's great. And the and the awesome scene here is when like they all like the doctor's doing something on a ladder, so he comes down and they all go to to Mickey. And they all three of them are like in unison, like spouting off like things like why what they're doing. And and that's when they say like they're recharging and they talk about the rift 
And all, you notice like all three of them are kind of like telling a little bit of the story, but like just mm-hmm. like, and make and, and think of like Mickey's like, I have no idea what you guys are talking yeah, about. I mean, have you ever and been in one like, of those situations where like, you know, you, you see two or three other people that are good, good friends and you just feel like that outsider. You're not in yeah. on the joke. It's like Mickey's no. not in on the joke in the situation. And they all like high five at the end, yeah. like into space and they all, you know, <laughs> give each other. And I kind of felt like it was cool because like I knew what they were talking about. Right. Yeah. Right. I we were in on the joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the first time I felt like I know what's going on in Doctor Who, at least for a brief moment. Yeah, so it was great. And then even Mickey comments, you know, they're going on. She because uh, at the one point Rose is talking about her passport, and she's like, "Oh, I don't, you know, or I may need this if we go to Brazil." And they're kind of going back and forth about these glass pyramids and all these things. And then uh, Mickey says, "Oh, so it sounds like you're staying then." And then you see Rose. Rose kind of realizes, like, "Oh, yeah, like you, like you, you know." She, there's kind of this moment <laughs> where she stops, and even the doctor kind of looks at Mickey, like, "Yeah, buddy, like." Just yeah. kind of got to hang it up. You got to give it up. Like she's <laughs> she's with us now, you know. And, yeah. and I think I think Rose never. She just got so caught up in the moment, and maybe in her head, she always thinks Mickey's going to be there. And I mean, they do hit on this later on in the episode, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, how long could he really be? You know. And what's crazy is like how long, I would. Well, I guess we know it's six months in Earth time, but like she theoretically could leave and go on trips for three years, and come back a minute later, and it wouldn't well, be any different, right? So and you why, know what, like. I don't know. That's what I would set up with her. If I was dating her and and she wanted to go do this, and first of all, I think I would go because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's cool as hell. And Mickey had that opportunity. He did, and, yeah, he did. Right? Um, but I think I would set that up. I'd be like, look, go do whatever you want to do. Just make sure when you come back, like it's the next morning. So it feels like nothing in my nothing time changed. has passed. Yep. But she doesn't do that. Like that just shows nope. you like she's in her she own head. She doesn't care. And, and she doesn't care. And what she's doing is awesome. And, and you know, kudos to her for, for going on these adventures. But she does not think of Mickey and, and his feelings whatsoever. And I think by the end of this, is this going to be it for Mickey? I don't, I think, I don't know. man. I think we're going to see him again at some point. Um, but I think for really any, any uh, hope of them two singing together – Nah, I think yeah. that's going to be it. I think, all right. <sighs> and then uh, after that, they get ready. They're going to go out and get some lunch. But then we get a great scene and some description of, of yes. the TARDIS, man. This was like one of the best things, I think, coming out of this episode. So we we find out, and some people who are Doctor Who fans, you may have already known this. We had no clue. But the fact that the TARDIS disguises itself pretty much wherever it is. So he mentions, like, if you were in ancient Rome, it would just be a statue or whatever. But there was a, a, what, a short circuit? When he landed in the 60s and it saved itself as or it was a police box at that point. And so it just short circuited and now is stuck forever as a police box. But he's like, ah, but he I kind of like it. Looks. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, you know, or who is it? Is it Mickey <laughs> saying or, or Jack that says like, yeah, but, you know, these don't exist anymore. And he's like, eh, people just walk by. It. It's fine. <laughs> and then we find out even as Americans, these things actually, is that true? That they would like, yeah, if I, somebody did something bad on the street, you would throw them in the police box and wait for the police to come? I mean, I know that that form of a police box was real. I thought it so, was just a phone booth that, that like called the police. I didn't know you would like, they could no, like, I think I, if you remember in the, the last, well, not the last episode that when, when, the, when, the, when it's, the phone is ringing and it's not supposed to ring, like the phone is on the outside. Oh yeah. True. Yeah. 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 So, so you throw uh, the person in there and then call the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have that now? <laughs> Can somebody please, one of our uh, listeners from from Britain, please, please write into us and let us know about the police box, the history of that, because that is. Yes, yeah, this is what they say. Is what he says in this like accurate? Is that he says if accurate? they arrested somebody, is. they could shove them inside till help came. So it would be still a cop arresting somebody and throwing them in there. He said it's like a little prison cell. So. I think it's true. I think that I think that's factually true. That's yeah, crazy. And think about it, like if those like. If that was in America, when you walk by, they were like, what the hell is that? But they were probably so like prevalent out there and all over the place. Um, think of if, if we saw today, and every once in a while you do, but very, very a phone booth. seldom a regular phone booth. Yeah. You would walk by it. Yeah, and you, might, you wouldn't think anything of it. Yep. I mean, you know it wouldn't work, but huh. I want to know like how were these things – I mean, they're not obviously at every single street corner, but – was each town allotted like five or six of them or something? <laughs> I don't like, know. There's got to be some crazy police box stories too, man. It's got to be some of that stuff. Like, can you 
is it like a paddy wagon? You like jam like as <laughs> many people in, in there as long. Oh god, all stuck in there. They forget about it. I don't want to know. Uh, all right, so then we cut to uh, Blonde. We're just going to call her Blonde. At this point, we don't know that her name is Margaret, but we're just going to call her Blonde yeah. because we know it's uh, the, the Slothene at this point. Um, and she's at like this little rally showing off this nuclear power plant, which, by the way, I mean, she even brings up when she's giving her speech, like, you know, people think like a nuclear power plant in the middle of a area or a populated area is a bad idea, but I promise there will be no, or I give you my word, there will be no... Um, well, and no one would be harmed or whatever. But, like, there's okay. no way that they would let a nuclear power plant be in the middle of a city. Like, that to me is just, just crazy. Well, like, that wouldn't, get, that wouldn't pass. Doesn't this, because they're in Cardiff right now. Right. And didn't we have these discussions? Like, wasn't it like we got an email or something? Like, nobody cares about Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did. And, I, and I'm not saying that because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying what our listeners have said. Like, so does anybody really care if Yeah, maybe not. If there's yeah, a maybe not. nuclear reactor in Cardiff that could possibly blow up. <laughs> um know. and this is where we see the name yeah. of this. And uh we're we're not gonna say what it means yet, but the blade drog. I guess. Is that how they said it? I'm sorry we're gonna say it. it's Welsh. They, yeah. But uh yeah, the Blade Drog project. <clears throat> um and then uh what? The end of that, that's when the reporter comes up to her and uh what's this lady's name? Her name is Kathy. Kathy Salt. Kathy Salt. Instead of Veruca Salt, it's Kathy Salt. And uh, <laughs> she approaches Blonde and says that she has some information uh, about the nuclear power plant not going good. And isn't she concerned about all the deaths surrounding the creation of this power plant? And then she mentions all these different examples, bringing up the guy in the beginning who we saw get killed, um, a situation of some people who, what were they, French workers that came in that... Um, the, the thing that said like highly explosive or whatever flammable wasn't <laughs> written in French. And she's like, Oh, it's not my problem. Um, but she starts to realize like blonde realizes like, wait a minute, this reporter is going to basically go and blurt all this stuff out. Well, yeah, because she, the, the reporter says that, uh, Mr. Cleaver posted some stuff online Ooh, that's right about that's... his concerns. So I think at first she was just kind of like brushing them off and she's like, yeah, I've, I've covered these deaths and these are my excuses. Mm -hmm. And then when, you know, something that's out of her control now, as in information getting out into the internet atmosphere, she can't control that anymore. So, right. but, but why would that make her want to go kill the reporter? I just, so the information the, doesn't get out. I think what she the says, out. well, yeah, but she says it's out and it's on, it's to me, it came across like it was just on like a private server and it hasn't really been exposed. Okay. The intent of this reporter is they're going to expose it. They're going to do like an expose, expose on it and put it out yep. there. Okay. Um, yeah. So then, so of course, Blonde realizes like, all right, I got to do what I normally do and get rid of people. So she's like, mm. come on, come to the ladies room with me. Come with me. And you can tell the reporter she's a little bit, Kathy's well, a little bit nervous. And, and why is she going to the ladies room? Oh, because we're starting to hear the, <laughs> the classic Slatheen. Um, But while she's in there, so we start to see Kathy waits outside the door. Blonde is basically unzipping herself out of the, out of, uh, uh, what's her name? Martha's body. Yeah. Or Margaret's body. And she even comments, she's like, what's with all the lights? Like, what's going on? Like, she, she knows something's going, like, is happening. Uh, but through conversation, we see that Blonde may have a little bit of a conscience okay. in this case. Because Kathy says not only is she getting married soon, but she's with child. Mm. That she's pregnant. And Blonde can't do it, man. What do you think of that? Like, Slatheen actually not going through. Like, I was kind of shocked by that. And she was in full Slatheen. Full Slatheen. Look while yep. she was talking to her because she's in the stall. And uh, Kathy Salt is kind of just right outside of it, obviously. And it's, it was just odd them having this conversation between human and, and Slatheen. <laughs> and yeah, and, and she kind of. Uh, I was looking for a tear to shed. That would have been like the top yeah. if, if a tear came out of like the slithine eye, but it didn't happen. But yeah, I don't know. I think she, her, her, this is a family. If you remember, like the slithine yeah. is not a race. It's the family. That's, that's the last name. Yeah. So her people died. And I think she kind of is sitting with that now and she's, she's feeling like, Oh, I, I know that feeling. And although, uh, Kathy, doesn't have a family that's died, but she's like starting a family. So right. she can kind of relate to her and like, okay, I know what it's like to have a family and I know what it's like to lose people. And I'm going to let you slide on this one, mm -hmm. but it, it, it has like repercussions later on 
when she's talking to the doctor in that. Because yeah, she tries to that's use a, that as leverage, basically, to say, exactly, I've changed. Exactly. So it's not just that they're showing her she has a heart. There's a purpose behind it. So. Yep. And what do you think if, because at first I still thought she was going to like set, set Kathy up and still kill her here. If mm. she was to kill her, do you think she would have been able to, or she would have came through that door and killed her? I kept thinking like when Kathy's head was kind of up near the door, I thought yeah. for sure like Slatheen hand coming through the door, like yeah, ripping yeah, the face yeah. off. And it looked like she was about to it do did, that. It did, right? The hand came up. Right. Yep. Whip. But she, but she did. I don't know if she couldn't do it. No, she couldn't do it. And that was before she found out she was even pregnant. Yeah, that's right. I think it was. I think she stopped. She was about to do it. And she didn't. When she said she was getting married, I think, or something yep. like that. And then she said something about my mom's and, making us because of what is she because of the baby or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then, like, and then oh, that was just like the hammer. She's like, ah, yeah, I'm. Just yep. go. <laughs> just go. I can't just do it. Uh, and then we get a great scene of them kind of talking about, again, people not being uh, part of the situation or kind of feeling like the outsider of them eating lunch and Jack's telling a story and, and Rose is laughing and the doctor's kind of filling words in his mouth and all that. And, you know, Mickey's smiling, but you can tell he still has no clue kind of as to what's going on in the situation. I mean, he's kind of laughing there, but he's just still He's definitely- getting involved, though. Like, he kind of ends the joke. Like, he, he steals the punchline. Jack's telling some joke. Who knows what the hell it's about? But uh, Mickey kind of steals a punchline. But it seems like he's kind of like getting a little bit more acclimated to this. Yeah. And I, I just still feel bad for I Mickey. think he still feels like an outsider, but he's trying to feel like one of the group at yep. the same time. So. Uh, but and the then, doctor, of course, this is when the doctor ahead. sees the paper from the Western Mail that there's a new mayor and he recognizes immediately who it is. And this picture actually was taken during that press conference. Uh, right. Blonde didn't want any pictures taken, and this one was taken at that point. And, now and what do you think of out. the doctor saying, and I was having such a good day? Because it kind of, you know, now, like, whenever, like, somebody doesn't die, the whole thing, like, with the last episode where he's, like, just this once, everybody lives. And mm-hmm. today he's just having a, a good day. They're just waiting for the TARDIS to charge up. Do you think he expects things that to go days without nothing happening? Man, I don't know. Or, or is it? Is does he live that life of? I'm always on edge because something possibly could happen. I, I honestly, like, I think he's just always on edge. I think at some point when we get the reveal, kind of of what his purpose is, we're gonna find out that stuff just it just keeps him happening. Where he follows is, him. like, yeah. like, and, and is it even really him? Or I almost wonder how much of it is actually the TARDIS. Like he can set the date and time. It seems to kind of where he wants to go. Like when mm-hmm. in the Dickens episode, like. Mm-hmm. they ended up not going exactly where he wanted to go. It went off course a little bit. And it, to me, it almost seems like he can say where he wants to go. And then the TARDIS says, okay, well you need to go here because something is happening at this moment. So like the TARDIS right. brought them back here, even though, you know, he, she probably said, Rose probably said, I want to go back. I want to see Mickey or whatever. They go back. The TARDIS picks the time and it's because this is happening. Like right, something's right. going to go down. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is where we get the scene of them going to the mayor's office, and we find out that the Slatheen, their home. Did we know their home planet? I don't think we did from before. But the home planet of the Slatheen. Yeah. Do we know it? The, the long name? Rex. Uh, Rex. Rexacoracophalaptorius. Yeah. Because he he said it. Yeah. Remember when when he kept going narrows it down, narrows mm-hmm. it down. And That's then right. at the end, right. like he screams it out. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Narrows it down. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Narrows it down. Narrows it down. <laughs> he's literally a living computer. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then Jack is kind of reading all the notes saying that they're from this criminal sect from the planet Rexical Torius and um, basically sets aside what exactly everybody's plans need to do. And I thought that was kind of funny because basically Jack takes over the role of everything. And you can tell the right. doctor's kind of like looking at him like, like, really? Like, who's you're going to go charge? through this? Yep. And then he just goes, who's in charge? And he's just like, well, what do you want us to do? And he's like, like he said, nice plan with a big Goodbye. smile on his face. <laughs> uh, he's great. I love it. Rex um, Corcophalopatorius. There you go. And, and they, yep. they say it, and Rose finally gets it by the end. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but then we have a great scene of uh, the doctor going in, trying to get himself into the mayor's office. And the guy says, you know, he says, I'm here to see the mayor. Who is it? Just the doctor. Tell her that. Just the doctor. And he says, Doctor Who? Just the doctor. Just <laughs> tell it. her that. Yep. <laughs> Hang on. And then uh, that's when the guy comes back out. And you know that uh, Blonde is trying to run away. 
And uh, he's like, she's running out the window, right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then we get a good chase scene. They're chasing her down. I, mean, I think, you know, not to go through much, too much through the scene, but I think there's two <laughs> big takeaways. Number one, okay. Rose, Jack, and the doctor all run perfectly fine. Doctor's <laughs> jumping, or Jack's like jumping over to stuff. You know, right. Rose is even making some great like swim moves and stuff. Right. Mickey just crashes <laughs> through a car. He had so much time to get away from that car. I'm sorry. First of all, the the hallway that the cart was in was pretty wide. I'm watching. He, he literally ran right. It's an old right lady pushing a cart. He runs directly at the cart. Right at it. And then his foot is in the garbage can. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You got to um, love Mickey. Love it. But then after that, then they keep chasing. And then the way the doctor uses the, the sonic screwdriver dude is just epic man like yeah. she she keeps blonde has this teleporter she keeps trying to use it and he just keeps going oh, i got it and then just like the teleporter just keeps coming until finally she just wears down and just can't run anymore <laughs> but i what i don't get is like how is that working like every time we've seen him use the screwdriver before he's pointing it at something at something in right. this case he's just holding it up near his head and just hitting a button beep, right beep, beep. yeah we need like info on exactly what the screwdriver does Yep. Like we know it can, it, it can, and even in the um, the previous episode, <clears throat> when he tells the his face, uh, dude, when you oh, when, please when go he, back he, and just watch teleport scenes when you can. It's at fit like fifteen forty three. It's so good. Yeah, he, he just says he's Think, not worried that she's gonna get away. He knows he's got her. But in in the last episode, he, he um tells Rose and uh, the girl. I forgot what the girl's name is. The one that that was her name in the, in the last Which episode. Uh, I forget her name, but I know her. Yeah. But he tells him, you know, Nancy? Go. was it Nancy? It was Nancy. Nancy. He's like, you know, uh, here, here's a screwdriver. Basically, like, tune it into, and he gives him this number, and then you can fix the barbed wire. So, like, what? There has to be, like, a manual somewhere that we, we could be. probably look up where we can see everything that this thing does. Yeah. I want to get, like, how people <laughs> carry, like, their Harry Potter wands. I want to get a sonic screwdriver. Like, I want to have one here to, like, have my shit. I am, dude. I think. And, and oh, I know you can. I got to get yeah. one. And and they're they're specific. I think you know the next doctors will look different. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, let's see. All right, so they finally get her, get her uh, what all all uh, captured, and she just kind of gives up. They go back into the mayor's office, and that's when the doctor's looking at <clears throat> the nuclear power plant, and they kind of realize what's going on. That the whole thing is supposed to melt down on top of this rift. The whole planet's going to go in, and uh, essentially that's what she's trying to do, right? I mean, to some extent, but to blow it up. Yeah. Yeah. Intentionally. Yeah. Blow it all and, up. And, uh, well, the doctor kind of figures it out. <clears throat> um, cause he, he pulls it, he pulls like a, the table mm -hmm. out. They just edit. I don't know if you said that. Yep. And well, well no, 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 go ahead. And they, they flip okay. it upside down and actually see. And it's basically like, you know, back to the future to hoverboard. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> She her her plan is uh, to. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> it's to blow up this plant, and she's gonna ride the shockwave. Literally <laughs> ride it out. Yeah. <laughs> Which, oh, uh, you know, I, I would love I would love to have seen that, but I don't think the CGI was there for that. No, <laughs> no. It's in the a show. pan dimensional surfboard, is what Jack says. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's great. She said, "I would have surfed it away from this dead end dump and back to civilization." <laughs> Uh, when can Earth be like, like, like high end in anything that's sci-fi? Earth is always like scum. Always the worst. <laughs> We're always just so far behind. Like We're Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Remember, like they just wanted to plow it to make room for a highway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and this is like you know Doctor Who. Like every every alien is just. It's just a heap of garbage is basically. Yeah, well, because we're not out there yet. You know, all these other race species are out there. We're, we're prehistoric essentially to them. Our technology sucks. I guess. So that, yeah. I mean, that's got to be the point. We can't get off this this rock yet. So we're, we're still thought of it like that. Um, but this is where we get a great scene too, man. This is when we find out about the blade drug. And mm. the doctor kind of looks at it. And he's like, why would you pick that name? And, uh, you know, Blonde's like, well, does it matter? And he just kind of looks at the camera, which is kind of cool. I mean, he's looking at her, but he's like, Blade Drog. Uh, and Rose says, what's it mean? He says, Bad Wolf. And she mm. said, but I've heard it before. Bad Wolf. I've heard it lots of times. And uh, what does he say? He says, everywhere we go, two words following us. Yeah. Bad Wolf. And, and then he just stops ah, well, and stares. Well, <laughs> just a coincidence. And then, no, 
Uh, just coincidence. I, oh man, dude, I felt so let down right there. Like I, I was like, it was a, the look on his face was like, all right, I need to solve this. I need to figure out what's going on here. And like, remember that scene in in, in Star Wars and like Last Jedi, where uh, in the very beginning, when when Ray gives him the lightsaber and he. He, and just he just throws, throws it, it over his shoulder. Over like, his shoulder. What? Like that's yeah. a, that's how the <laughs> that movie was that. ended, and, and now, <laughs> yep. and it, we're we're past it. Like I had that same reaction. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe like we're just gonna move back. And then I had to remember like, well, this episode is not called Bad Wolf, right? For a yep. second, I did. Like when they when they realized and he said Bad Wolf for the first time, I I thought like this episode was called was Bad that. Wolf. I forgot yeah, what it's gonna not. The to it. no. So they're just they're setting you up for next episode. And I will say, man, as always, we've said it countless times on the show. Christopher Eccleston is the man. That that delivery of that line is just great because he looks what so the... serious. He's just like Bad Wolf. Oh yeah, he's, he's like... all serious and just nah, just coincidence. And he just gets that <laughs> stupid smile, big grin. Like the guy is the greatest. He's my hero, man. Oh, I love it. Uh, okay, but then we go on from there, and uh, let's see what happens. Oh, that's when they find out they're they're kind of calling her out basically and saying, you know, that you're from the planet Rexacorcophalavitorius. And um, she basically admits, Blonde says, "Yeah, I have the death penalty, and if you take me there, I'm going to be sentenced to death in a public execution, and so you will basically be like my executioners." Mm. And like, are you okay with that? And and doesn't he say it's just not my problem? Yeah, he's just I I don't know if it's here, but at one point he's just like, yeah, you know, sorry. Yeah, he that's yeah, he says it right there, not my problem. Yeah, brutal. I mean, that's uh, it's good. the evidence is mounting that he he's, just he's just not. like black and white though, man. You know, like there really is no. I mean, obviously he has some sort of emotion. We see him put it towards Rose and that, but like he just lives in like absolutes almost it's like very much your people deemed you to have the death penalty not my problem you know that that's on you and yeah and i think he he, uh when they first see her she's like you know what did i i never did anything to you or what did i ever do to you and he's like you tried to kill me and blow up this planet yeah so like he he could have just said you tried to kill me because what does he care about yeah exactly Yep. So um, I think he does, like you said, he's 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 got like a heart. I would think. I don't think he would want Earth to blow up. Nope. But um, yeah. But when when you've wronged him or or when you deserve to die, like you said, it's just black and white for him. Like you, there's no two ways about it. Like no, if if they're gonna execute you, then okay, mm-hmm. we'll get you back there so they can execute you because that's what you deserve. Yep. Crazy. Uh, let's see. So then they go back to the TARDIS. They bring uh, Blonde there. And she's looking at it, you know, just kind of amazed at just what the TARDIS is. Like, wow, you know, it's pretty interesting. Uh, and Jack brings that uh, extrapolator or the, the what would have been the surfboard. And he realizes that they can now <laughs> refuel the TARDIS basically in half the time. A little bit quicker, right. Yep. And so they're going to stay there to install it. So in the meantime, this is where our dates begin. Rose and Mickey decide to go out for a drink and uh, kind of discuss their relationship. And then... And- a little bit more than a drink. Do you think so? He asked. He goes, I got some money. Let's go to a hotel. He did say, <laughs> he did say, should we get a hotel? He did. Yeah, he did. Which is kind of crazy. Do they just, do people do that? Like, I, that's me. I don't know. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. Well. Um, but then, uh, so <laughs> I'm just fast forwarding through and I'm getting a lot of just uh, weird stares from Blonde. The, the actress that played, what's her name? Her name is um, Annette Badland. <clears throat> Uh, she does some pretty good acting in this. She does, yeah. She was pretty goofy and silly in the early Slithine episodes. This one, she gets pretty serious. It's kind of yeah, cool. Um, seeing her, but she convinces the doctor, saying, "Hey, take me out, basically, and uh, let me kind of plead my case for one last meal." Um, and you know, the doctor agrees to do that. But before they go, that's when we start getting Mickey and Rose in their chat. And uh, so, what? wait, are, are you? So Mickey, Mickey and Rose have gone off, right? Right. Well, right before that, when, like when when Flan is asking him, you know, don't I get a last request or something like that? Oh yeah, yeah. She says something, and I get it. Oh, right? look me in the eyes. Is that what she says? No, not to look me in the eye. Yeah, she says, "Hang on, it's coming up here. Where is it? Something about like basically like death always following him." Was that here? Or was that when they were? Uh, or not? Dinner? Not that. No, she goes. I bet you're always the first to leave, Doctor. She said, I always bet you're the first to leave. Uh, you never mind the consequences. Off you go. You butchered my family and then ran for the stars. Am I right? Mm. 
and uh, and she said, but not this time. At least you have consequences this time. So I don't know what. At least he has consequences. consequences mean. And he says, um, and the doctor responds. He goes, I didn't butcher them. Um, where is he? I mean, yeah, he just says I didn't. I didn't butcher them. And and he said, and then he says to Jack, "You had an emergency teleport. You didn't zap them to safety, did you?" So what is going on here, man? Like, I don't know, man. How are they all involved in this? Like, we just thought the doctor and Jack just met each other in the last episode. Yeah, but he just told him, "You had an emergency teleport. You didn't zap them to safety." And mm. she's accusing Doctor of killing them all, and he's like, "Or and the doctor's kind of them. pawning it off on Jack, saying, well, he he almost could have teleported them out.'" What the hell is going on? <laughs> what? Well, in terms of consequences, like I wonder if she means like he kind of has to own up. Like, think about it. By him bringing back her to the planet to basically mm-hmm. get her death penalty enacted, like, is, is she maybe looking at that as a consequence? Like, you have to literally bring me back, see me hand it off, and potentially then even see me. What, what does she say? Like, the skin melts off and your organs yeah. fall out and I become soup. Like right. that's like maybe that's what when she's she cries. To. It smells like soup. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody knows that reference, like I'll one. buy you something. But oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, all right, I don't even. I don't even want to think about that, man. Like, there's so much that's just going on, man. I know. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, I crazy. Know. Let's fast forward here to Mickey and Rose and uh, <laughs> going to the hotel room, um, and. Uh, <laughs> They're just basically walking outside at that point and just kind of just being honest with each other. Mickey, is this where he kind of says they kind of get into their little argument, right? Where he basically says, like, you know, um, he's been seeing someone else. No, this isn't it. Was that the point? No, because they're all excited to go out to eat first. I think they go out to eat first. They're going to go have pizza. That's what they do. They're going to go to the bar first. And, uh, okay, you know, I think I was, I was back behind you where you were at that point. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, well, right now I'm like not much happens, and then and then pretty much Blonde just said, "Yeah, don't I get a last request?" And, and this is when uh, they're going out to eat, right? Is that where you're getting to? Yeah, there's okay. like a restaurant around the corner that I, I, I in my human form have come to frequent yep. and enjoy, yep. Yep. and um and then that's that's kind of where they're at now. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of their sit down is pretty cool because she tries like hell to kill him. <laughs> Right across in in very subtle ways, and he shuts them all down. Yeah. Like she, she's she like, "Oh, right out her- that window is yeah. is where I uh, that's that's my flat on top of that building over there." And his back is turned, and she slips him a Mickey. Something. Yep. And then he just rotates the cups. Like he just turns around and just does it. Yep. He doesn't have this look on his face. Like, hmm, maybe you did this. Maybe he just he's looking at where she's pointing. Turns around and turns him. Yep. And, and turns the glasses. Big smile on his face. Yeah, and what are the other ones she does? She, she does tries the, to do the dart, the poison dart. She says in extreme dart. cases, you know, the Slothene, when they feel their life is in danger, they do a poison dart. She tries to shoot a dart out of her finger. He catches it, <laughs> puts it down. And then she also says, and then if that doesn't work, the even more severe case, they are able to breathe the poison out of their lungs. And she breathes in close to do it, and he sprays some uh, quick uh, mint spray or banaca, yeah, <laughs> into her mouth, which is great. And, but just the way he goes about it is just so nonchalant. Just I know nonchalant. what's coming. I know what you're going to yep. do. Just going to pull it off. Uh, and then, okay, so this is when it cuts back to Rose and Mickey. Just And Rose is just going off, telling stories about where they were off to, talking about some ocean that instantly yes. freezed a be- or fro- froze a beach that is 1,000 miles long or whatever. And then just kind of out of nowhere, Mickey just says, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have a date with, uh, what's the woman's name? He says, uh, I'm, I'm going out with Trisha Delaney. <laughs> Yeah. and rose is just like just blurts it out oh yeah. right okay she, and what does she do she throws out the she's a bit fat isn't she yeah like, she's a bit big or a bit large <laughs> she's lost weight he says <laughs> um, um but rewinding to the places that they've been yeah like and there, it, she just kind of touches on it like you said like about a planet that's like crying or something um, oh, that's shaped like a woman, right? It was a planet where the like continents a woman were weeping like a woman. or something. Yeah. yeah, I think it's cool that they do this, and I don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Um, and all these like you know adventures they've gone on because they're probably insignificant in the long run, and if they're not, they'll revisit them sometime down the road. But I think you have to start getting the feeling, and you do in this uh, that 
that Rose is like now, like you said in the beginning, like part of a team. Yeah. Part, part of the three of them. And and this is where I was saying, like when when uh, Jack opened the door in the beginning when Mickey was there and he looked different. That's why, because all this time has traveled. Passed. Yeah, they've been right. Yeah. And and now you can feel like Rose knows kind of what she's doing. And in there's the previous episodes, um, he kind of like lets her. Remember, like in one episode, like when they got out of the TARDIS, she, she like impressed the other guy. Like she was like, oh, I think we're in like 200,000 years in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I feel like that was on the space the, station. That was a lot yeah, on space yeah, station. Yeah, yeah, yes. And now she's getting to the point where she, it's not now she's like a, not a seasoned vet like he is, but this is becoming like her reality. This is mm-hmm. becoming her life. And I think you, you as a viewer, you have to get that. You can't just go every single episode and this is her next adventure and this is her next adventure and you're just growing along with her. There needs to be some off camera that you don't see growing for her. Yep. And. It was in between these and last they do, two. They do, they do it great in this episode. I mean, multiple times from even just the little stories in the beginning to then just her just sharing the story here. I mean, you, we definitely get that feeling that she's she's seen some things and she's but she feels comfortable in doing what she's doing for right. sure. And, right. um, you know, I, I mean, I get the sense that she's addicted to this adventure. Like she just doesn't want to stop. And I mean, and I think it goes a long way into the end of this episode, uh, letting him go. Yeah, because if if we were still just going along with her episode by episode, she hasn't been doing it for that for that long. If that was the case, mm-hmm. this makes it seem like she's been doing it for a long time now, and she knows this is what she's going to be doing, which is why she has to let him go. Yep, you know. Uh, and then it cuts back to the doctor and blonde, and that's where she kind of goes through the whole thing about how they're basically going to boil hers while still alive, and the doctor says, you know, well, what else can I do? And um. You know, she's tr- she's basically trying to plead her case um, to him, but he just keeps saying, you know, look, think of think of the woman whose skin you're wearing. You're talking mm. to me, trying to plead your case. You killed this woman and stripped her and used the skin that you stripped <laughs> off of her. So, like, why should I give you? You know, you're ple- he goes, you're pleading for mercy out of a dead woman's lips. Yeah, literally, like that's <laughs> literally the thing she's doing. Not just not just pleading for mercy. Because I've killed someone. It's your you literally put on that person's body, and you're pleading. I mean, that's, that's pretty messed up if you think about it. That's, I mean, that's a mic drop, mic drop moment yeah. for him. Like you can't defend that. No, like, and this this she says something here, and it made me flash back to the one of, of Father's Day where she says, you know, yeah, it was a it's a person, just an ordinary person. Like it was just a normal person, an ordinary person. And the one line that sticks with me from the Father's Day episode was when that couple that was going to get married came to the doctor. And mm-hmm. he said, he made that one comment about how they're, you know, they're just normal. They're like, we're just normal people. We don't mean anything. And he's like, but you mean everything. But you mean, right. Or whatever, right. whatever the phrasing was. And so when she said that, like, just, um, you know, it was just a normal person in my head. It's like, yeah, but in the doctor's eyes, that's everything. That's like, everything. You, you know? Yeah. It's barking so, up the wrong tree, like trying to get yeah. your life saved. So. Yep. Uh, and then it cuts back to Rose and Mickey still arguing. And uh, this is kind of where we get Mickey basically, I think, just kind of unleashing, right? He, him yeah. just saying, you left me. You know, every time you call, you know, I come running. He's like, I can't even go out with a stupid girl from a shop because you pick up the phone and I comes running, he says. <laughs> <I love how laughs> yeah, he, he does say I comes running. <laughs> yeah. But what is the shop? Is Is the shop British for like grocery store? Probably. I mean, you I think, think so. Probably, yeah, or wherever he works. I mean, like, I think it's just a store wherever he works. Right. And, okay. um, you know, he says, Am I just supposed to sit here for the rest of my life waiting for you? And, like we said, we talked about earlier, like, why wouldn't, couldn't she just appear? Like you said, have him go to bed and just appear that next day. And part of it could be, like, we talked about with the TARDIS a little bit. Maybe they just they can't pick that exact time. Like, they can tell the TARDIS, Go to this X time, but it just it doesn't work like that. Which it's done. Uh, on a handful yeah. of occasions, like they think in, in in the Charles Dickens one, they thought yeah. they were in like 1964 and they were in 69 or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. But uh, so maybe they can't do that. You're right. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can. Uh, let's see. And then this when Blonde's trying to explain to the doctor that she has changed, that I can change and that she tries to say how she saved Kathy Salt earlier. Kathy didn't really Salt. save Kathy Salt, but didn't kill Kathy Salt. Right. Um, and then... Um, What's and the doctor is a great line. He, he's basically goes, that doesn't basically saying like, this doesn't mean anything to me. He's like, you know, basically 900 years. And yeah, every once in a while, you'll let one go. That doesn't mean you've changed. 
Yep. He goes, uh, why? Because she smiles because he's got freckles because they begged. And and that's how you live with yourself. Like you you uh, slaughter millions of people and then every so often you'll just let one go. Mm. And that's true. But she uses that against him. Because, dude, great line. Great line. She, he says, but once in a while on a whim, if the wind's in the right direction, what's he say? In the right direction, uh, you happen to be kind. And she says, only a killer would know that. Ah. Oh. And it like almost <laughs> stops him in that in his tracks. She says, "Is that right?" And he says, "From what I've seen, your funny little happy-go-lucky life leaves devastation in its wake. Always moving on because you dare not to go back. Playing with so many lives, you might as well be a god." And he just doesn't wow. know what to say. She says, "You're right, doctor. You're absolutely right. Sometimes you let one go." And then she's so she's like tries to say, "You know, let me go." Yep. So he like he basically she like kind of used like reverse psychology on him just he basically mm. told her like yeah every once in a while like you 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 are a murderer murdering family or race or whatever it may be and she basically says you are too yep wow where are we going doctor who ah. <clears throat> what is happening i got to know before we can get any more really comes any running. More. Before we get any more conversation, uh, we start hearing thunder. Both Rose hears it, Doctor hears it, and uh, they go running. And we see that the TARDIS is, uh, I don't know, crazy things happening to the TARDIS. This is where the rift is basically ripping down onto it. Uh, but Jack- I just want to say, I just want to say, go ahead. when, when uh, the thunder rolls. The clap of thunder. Uh, and and uh, Rose goes running. Mickey's reaction is to get pissed off at her for I, yes. running back to the yeah. doctor. It's like, dude, like there's an earthquake happening and you know, your now ex-girlfriend has been around the world and seen some shit and you're going to get mad because she's <laughs> running. To- That's exactly where I would run, dude. Yeah. You that, that was, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know why he did that. It was crazy. And you, by the way, can I, I say the know, clap of thunder was probably the same clap of thunder they used in like, he-man in the 80s or like thundercats <laughs> or any cartoon i've ever watched that had a clap of thunder like that was the most <laughs> cartoonish it was like <laughs> like it just sounded i've heard that same exact thunder sound a bazillion times it was literally the wilhelm scream of thunder oh, the Wil- <laughs> or wilhelm scream of thunder yeah, like yeah. that's what it was it was Pretty just much, like, yeah. it was ridiculous it was uh, but it's great and so the, we see the thunder coming down on the TARDIS. Jack is in there with the, uh, what, are they, what is the thing called? The extrapolator. Um, and he just said, hey, it just started happening. Like, it, it just kicked off. And um, everybody goes running. Blonde goes with the doctor, sticks with him. They run into the TARDIS. And then this is where we kind of see that this was kind of the master plan all along. Right. Um, Blonde takes Rose captive and is ready to basically, what, well, she had a good plan, man. Like she, yeah. she basically says, uh, I, had to get someone I knew smart. what's that. She's like, I had to get somebody smart. I knew somebody could use this. She, she knew somebody like, that knew what she was doing from other worlds. Like, you know, the doctor and Jack would come looking for that and know what it is. Yep. And if they foiled plan a plan B was exactly what's happening. Like they're going to, she's yep. going to, now she's going to use the, the TARDIS to catapult her into mm-hmm. hyperspace. Um, but what happens next? Your plan gets folded. Yep. Things don't go exactly as planned. Uh, he says opening the rift means you'll pull apart. And um, what happens? I think the heart of the TARDIS opens, right? Is that pretty it much? Does. Yeah. The heart of the TARDIS opens, which we learn um, basically just the fact that the TARDIS has a heart. I know. It's like kind it's of bananas, alive. right? And, and he says, you know, that it, it opens up and she just looks at it. There's a big bright light just looking at her. And um, what all she can say is, thank you. Yeah. And the light well, he takes says, her. And... Um, what, what does he say? This is just not any old power support, power supply. It's it's a TARDIS. It's my TARDIS. The best ship in the universe. That's right. Uh, it's a Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And he, she says, what's the light? He goes, it's the heart of the TARDIS. And the ship is alive and you've opened its soul. Mind blown. At that yeah, it is. And not only that, she doesn't necessarily disappear. She becomes a slitheen egg. <laughs> Which is so bizarre. And so that's what they're going to do. They're going to take this egg back to the planet and just basically let it grow. And then he says that she can be nurtured and just be like made good 
again. I'll give us give it a second chance. Give so. it a second chance. Um, yeah, I think so. What, that. what does the heart of the TARDIS do? Does it like look in the heart of people? At, you know, if, if you're exposed to the heart of the TARDIS, does the TARDIS give you a second chance? Well, so in the fandom site, it says, um, Spoil- so it's like not going to spoil anything, is it? No. Okay. No, but I think it, it kind of gives you kind of like a, a explanation on kind of what happened. It says the light overtakes her and surely her skin suit falls mm-hmm. empty to the console floor, which is weird. Um, the doctor manages to close the TARDIS console and reseal the rift once more. When they investigate the suit, they find a slithine egg. The doctor surmises as the TARDIS is telepathic. It may have sensed that Blonde wanted a second chance and gave that to her. There you go. As the doctor rose and Jack prepared to travel to Raxacorcophallopatorius to deliver the egg. Uh, yeah. So um, I think she gave that woman in the bathroom basically a second chance because she was going to kill her. And, yeah. and the woman wouldn't have had any chance to, to get away from her. She was dead on arrival basically. And she didn't. She gave her a second chance. And I think like this thing is saying, like the TARDIS can is telepathic and it can see what you want. And I think she communicated with the TARDIS through her mind, yeah. just saying, like, I would really like to start this whole thing over. Yeah, and, and I'm being honest. I'm being like I think the TARDIS right. if it can see into your soul and all that, that it can really see the true the truth in a person or you know. But it also has the power to make her into a slipping egg. But here's the question, dude. The doctor didn't want to give her the second chance, but the TARDIS did. Right. And he said, this is my TARDIS. You know, I, this is my TARDIS. Are him and the TARDIS kind of opposites? Like Not, not on the same page. Not on the same page almost, you know? Correct. Like the TARDIS can see inside her. It's telepathic. I will give you the second chance. And the only way to give you the second chance, the TARDIS realizes, is to turn you into this egg right. and you can be nurtured and, and made right. Now on the chance. on that same page on the fandom page, right near where I just read, there's a picture of of blonde, and it's the image of her with the light just yeah. on her face, and the caption says, "Blonde gets her wish." Mm-hmm. So she must have been communicating. That I think that's exactly what happened. Man. But that just but the bigger question is. Now, what are the powers of the TARDIS? I don't know, man. For now, up to this point, we just thought it was a vessel a box, to, a ship, to get, to get ship. around. I thought yeah. It was. yeah, but now it can do shit. <laughs> Gripes! <laughs> this episode is great. See, that's the thing. This episode is not the greatest episode ever. But man, there are some major implications I think out. moving forward that we're going to look back at this episode, and there's some things that happen here, or questions that are brought up, or questions mm-hmm. that you know either were or weren't answered that we're going to really be looking back to this one for sure. I I do like at the end here, we're, we're talking about uh, Rose having to let Mickey go, or even Mickey having to let Rose go, and Rose does go running for Mickey, so she kind of realizes like, wait a minute, Mickey didn't come with me. I got to go find him because maybe you know there's there's fire on the ground and there was an earthquake. And she goes running, and Mickey kind of hides in the shadows, and he just kind of yeah. lets her go over to the emergency personnel and doesn't say, "Hey, Rose, I'm okay. I'm over here." He just looks and walks away. I, I, that's what we're saying. I think he's just this. This is her life, and it's not my life. And yeah. we we got to go separate ways. I got to be with mm-hmm. who? What's her name? Tr- uh, Trisha something. Tr- Trisha Delaney. Yeah, she, she's she's a little big. But that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I wonder if we will ever see Trisha Delaney. Like who? Who she know. really? Is I hope we show. do. I hope That'd we do, great. man. Good for Mickey. I'm. I'm glad. Honestly, that was the funny thing. Like we used to joke about how goofy Mickey was. Like came through in the clutch. You know, yep. by by coming through and saving the world. And even here, I think he played a major role here. Yeah. And um, you know, I think even in the end, like Rose, she looks a little teary eyed here, kind of at the end. It looks like she got a little tear under her eye there because she kind of realizes like that's it with mickey but i think in the end by mickey going away this way it's even better for rose because yeah it's going to be tough right now but there might be now an easier break that they don't need to keep coming back to earth because maybe maybe he really was the one i mean i'm sure her mom as well which we don't we didn't see her mom at all in this we don't i haven't seen her in a while there's really no reason for them to come back to earth anymore now and and the doctor even says like you know we'll wait you want to go find him we'll wait yeah and she's just like, no. And he basically is just like, okay, let's go. <laughs> he doesn't even... Black Again, and white, man. The black, black and white. white. Doesn't care. All <laughs> uh, right. And then, man, we get a great, oh. great 
next on. So the Finally. next episode we know is called Bad Wolf. Mm. And we get what looks to be like a game show called The Weakest <laughs> Link. And these crazy robotic people are... I don't know what's going on, but the, it seems like you know some people are getting taken off this game show. There's a guy screaming, getting shot by a mouth laser from one of these robots, and uh, then they say there's an invasion happening, and the doctor says that's impossible. I know those ships; they were destroyed. And then we get the big reveal of the Daleks. A room full of Daleks. Multiple Daleks at the Lots end. Lots of Daleks. And this is the Bad Wolf episode. <clears throat> I never would have thought Bad Wolf would have anything to do with the Daleks. Dude. I, I love it. I, we, I just want to... Let's record it tomorrow. Let's record it. We'll go watch it. <laughs> um, before we talk about looking forward to next do week, because we always do, do read the synopsis, let's talk yeah. about um, the trivia from this episode. What, what little tidbits okay. from this episode? What do we got? I got to load up here. Let Any little uh, oh, crazy bits and pieces. So, uh, oh, here we go. I got I to move you over. Sorry. <laughs> hurt me so bad. Uh, let's see. So there's like, there's not a lot in the, you're talking about it through like the Amazon thing? Yeah. Is there anything there's on there? There's not a lot. This is continuity when Margaret is being photographed. Uh, just stupid stuff like that. Like, um, like goofs and stuff. There's mistakes. General trivia, the extras were not actually on set with the cast. They were filmed separately and edited afterwards. Mm. Um, and then this episode was watched by 7.69 million people. So it was having that, But it's still increasing. Yep, still going up. 8 million, 8 million, 8 million. went down to like 7.1. Now it's going back up. But there's no like major trivia here on this episode, strangely enough. No. It's upsetting. Yeah, we didn't get much. Mm. I'm kind of going no, through No, there's not much. Um... Oh, here we so go. The, the <clears throat> egg that Margaret turns into was a reused prop from the second episode in, in The End of the World. Really? Yeah. I don't oh, know where it was used, but that's what it says. In the second episode? Oh, The End of the World, he said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it probably was in there somewhere. Um. All right. Here's another one. The, the night shoot where Rose and Mickey <clears throat> were in front of that big water tower having their discussion. Um, They had to do it for two nights because the temperature got so low that the fountain was shutting off, like automatically shutting off. Oh, um, really? <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, so it says, Rose mentions previous trips to Platform 1, which was the end of the world. And it says, uh, Justicia? Hmm. And then it says, I don't know what that means. It says, Pros, the monster inside. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I have no idea. Um... Let's see, the doctor talking about the TARDIS. First doctor suggests the first doctor suggests there was some sort of power beneath the TARDIS console, which was an old reference. Uh, Torchwood stuff. Which we still gotta should we get into that show or what? I, not, I don't yet, want, not yet, not yet. We yeah. will. Here's here's a good one. So the the uh, executive producer and writer Russell Davies uh, of this one, he said that he originally intended to call this episode Dining with Monsters. He joked yes. that a much better name for this episode would be What Should We Do With Margaret? Davies <laughs> intended the episode to be a character piece exploring whether the doctor had the authority to take someone to their death sentence as well as showing the consequences of the doctor's actions from the last time when he met Margaret. And then they said that uh, he also said the storyline they felt was fitting for Eccleston's war-torn <laughs> doctor. Hmm. So they consider him a war-torn doctor from the time war, obviously, but... right. I don't know. So that's really it. Nothing uh, too crazy and extras for this episode mm-hmm. that I can find. Um, uh, but overall, what do you think, man? I, like I said, I think this is a good like one. Like I said, I think it was a great informational episode. Um, and, and you can if you really break it down like we did. If you just watched it on the surface, I don't think you really would have picked up on the on the – smaller details and really maybe you did pick up on them but didn't really think about them a lot and that's why i love doing it the way that we're doing it because we can really break things down and and, and yep. maybe we're overthinking it <laughs> that's the point of the are. show it's the point exactly of the show. <laughs> we probably are but that that's the fun of this so yeah well you know um, the, uh, here's here's a good way to look at this episode this isn't an episode that you show someone for the first time if you've you never seen Doctor Who before, this is not an episode for you at all. Like you need yeah. to be invested in Doctor Who to really get anything out of this episode. You need so, to be seasoned vets like we are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, clearly, being being <laughs> masters of Doctor Who mythology 
and knowing right. literally everything. I'm just I'm like the doctor where it's just like, you know, what what is what did he say? Like, tell me another one. Hit me with another one. Like that's me when me and you when it comes to Doctor Who. <laughs> yep. Just give us whatever you want. We'll we will tell you all the information you need about Doctor Who. <laughs> Season one, episodes one through ten, maybe <clears throat> using a wiki page or fandom. Um <laughs> next week we will be our next episode we'll be talking about Bad Wolf. We finally got it. All right. Here is the synopsis. synopsis. The Dr. Rose and Captain Jack have to fight for their lives on board the game station, but a far more dangerous threat is lurking just out of sight. The Doctor realizes that the entire human race has been blinded to the threat on its doorstep, and Armageddon is fast approaching. Now, Chris, this is the second-to-last episode of Season 1, which means we know this is our second-to-last episode with Christopher Eccleston. I'm weeping. Is that, are we just going to cancel this podcast after that? Like, <laughs> uh, can we go on to season two? Let's just hire like two new guys who have never seen it. And then they just do, we'll just constantly keep doing season one. So we never lose. We Christopher, never lose Christopher it. Yeah. And we'll just act yeah. like it's the first time we've ever seen it. Every time. I'm sad. And did, did we read that article about why he actually, somebody at my brother-in-law asked me, because you had said something last week. Someone gave us like a an article yep. on why he's not he wasn't involved with it anymore. And you said you were gonna put it in the show notes. And then he my my brother in law was, was asking me like, where's the show notes? Okay. Um. I know. I think I just put the fandom. I don't think I put the link. Did you I say I was gonna put that email? In there? I think you did. Yeah. Ugh. If if he said you you were, then you were. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I well, I will go back. I'll put it in this show notes. So if you're listening to the show, I will put it in the show notes. Uh, that email was actually from uh, from Jamie. And uh, okay. yeah, they said, uh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, P.S. Below is a link as to why Eccleston didn't hang about. Okay. So I will, I will, right now I'm going to put it to myself and I will put it in the show notes for this episode. So if you are interested in that, um, check it out there for sure. Which I don't want to, did you read I don't, it? No, 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 no. I don't want to read it. I don't want to read it until read it we're done. I want right. to finish this season and then. Because I'm sure there's a spoiler in there. Probably he didn't like the direction of where certain things went. Yeah. Don't want it, man. I don't want it. And even when we're done with it, I don't know if I want to read it. Yeah, I don't know if I want to read it either. Until we have him on the podcast. Once we have him on the podcast, I want to ask him myself, like, why, sir, are you no longer on this podcast? And from not, I wasn't like digging or anything like that, but he he seems to um, still, to this day, like separate himself from the whole Doctor Who Man. Uh, world. Uh, there was something that I sent you where he was going to be at a, a, a signing or something, or something, and it was right? <clears throat> what's that? It was like a convention for like the first time. Yeah, in it was like a con, and he was going to sign stuff. And 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 in the ad, it was like extremely rare appearance, and so I guess he just separates himself from it wow. for whatever reason. I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. All right. Well, don't forget you can email us the tardy tardis podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Tardy Tardis Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Tardis Tardy. Uh, like we've said before, wherever you're listening to the show, iTunes, Podbean, whatever, or any whatever service of uh, you'd like to use for your podcast, leave us a review if you can. And even specifically on iTunes, leave us a written review because we'll pull those into the show just like we do our, our uh, emails. And you can have your name shouted out here on the show. And if you are just a big Doctor Who fan and you have other friends who are doctor who fans tell them about the show Let's spread the yeah. word we want to spread this show out and i'm going to tell you this too even if you go to like some other doctor who forums or things out there feel free to spread the love of the yeah. tardy tardis podcast because we we definitely want to get the word out there because you know if you guys listen to the show we appreciate each and every one of you tuning in and it seems like people are really enjoying it because i'll tell you out of all the podcasts chris and i have done over the last 10 years or whatever we've been doing this this honestly is probably the most fun i've had doing a podcast like absolutely gotta be completely honest when i say that this show, anyway, doing this show is a blast part of that an, an example of that is i'm on amazon right now and i just searched doctor who uh, sonic screwdrivers and there are there are different screwdrivers for each uh doctor but scrolling through this page it looks like you're looking up women's pleasure toys <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know if I should continue. Your wife is going to be like, uh, what? (laughs) All right. On that note, everybody, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, We will be back next episode talking about Bad Wolf. 
sure it's going to be a great one. I'm excited. Can't wait to watch it and talk about it with you guys. Uh, so thank you, everyone, as always, for tuning in and making us a part of your week. However you're tuning in, whether it's through Podbean, through iTunes, or your podcast service of choice. Thank you so much. And with that, we'll catch you in the next time track. Mm-hmm. Slip space. Time lane. Whatever it is. <laughs> the <Later>. track. Jack. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Jack. <laughs>